Hey kids, welcome back to another episode of Here for the Booze. I'm your host, Jax, and today, and like, I think a first time in a long time, I actually have an episode out like a week later, so we, no, but seriously, we, I'm going to talk about the con I just went to, because it's also one of the first times I'm actually going to record like soon after I just got back, so I can actually remember everything right. And then we're going to get into some horror comedies. And there's obviously more than what I'm going to talk about for horror comedies. But this might end up being a, a mini-series, as I sometimes do. Um, I know I haven't actually revisited the holiday one, so maybe I should and do a Halloween one. Huh? I don't know. We'll see. But I did want to talk about horror comedies. But first, um, actually, very first thing, let's crack my seltzer. Yeah, seltzer. Just another, you know, high noon pineapple. So this weekend, I went to Silver Scream Con in Danvers, Massachusetts. Had a really great time. Got to chat with a lot of other, you know, horror fans and stupidly thought that I saw people I recognized from Instagram and was right and didn't go say hi. So sorry about that. Like one guy I actually talked to and then later I saw a picture of him and I was like, I think he was in line on Friday in front of me, which I'll get into that story. But I um, commented like, oh, my God, <laughs> I was like, I, th- I knew you looked familiar. I was like, we chatted. And he was like, oh, and then somebody else um, that I knew was local. But I just I don't know. I feel like when I go to conventions, like I black out like this time, I feel like I totally blacked out, like meaning like the whole Everything I wanted to do, like, before or during, like, I just didn't do this time. Like, I didn't take any cute pictures of myself, like, selfies to show you what I wore or anything besides the regular pictures you'll see. But I didn't do any of that, so it just felt like it was, like, a blur. But I left work on Friday, like, a little earlier than I usually do and headed up to um, a town right outside of Danvers where my um, sorority sister lives. So that was really cool to have a little quick like super quick reunion which sucks because we could rattle on for hours about like any and everything and um it was really great to see her she was a grade below me um in college but we got along really well she was just a fun effervescent woman that I just am very thankful I'm still able to call a friend and I'm very thankful that she texted me asking me a a very funny question Um, I won't get into the question, but then I, she was asking, like, she was like, oh, I miss you. Let's get together. And I just so happened to mention that, you know, I'm a little busy, but, and then I said, I have a convention in Danvers and one in Marlboro back to back weekends. And then she's like, oh, Danvers, did you get a hotel? And I was like, no, it's sold out because I'm an idiot and always just like, don't do it. So then I, yeah, then she was like, why don't you just stay with me? That would be so much easier. Cause I said I was going Friday and Saturday and It ended up working out. I mean, driving to her house from where I work was like an hour and a half. So that was like, but that's honestly what I would have drove if I went to my house and went to Danvers. So it was just kind of like either way, I wasn't getting out of that hour and a half drive there. So this time I just did it earlier. So I didn't actually sit in traffic. It was just kind of congested. So it was like, you know, driving a little bit slower, but I still made it. Went to her house cracked a seltzer, started chit-chatting. And then I was like, I have to fix my makeup and change my outfit. But like, let's chat, like chat when I'm doing this. I didn't put my nails on, which I was totally like thinking earlier in the day, like, oh, on Friday night when we're chit-chatting, you know, before I leave, I will put them my nails on. But then I realized it started at five instead of six. So I guess I wasn't that organized this, this go around, but that's okay. So I ended up, I didn't end up getting there till almost six o'clock, which was fine. Cause I was like, you know what? I needed to chat with her more than 20 minutes. So it was a good thing that I, um, I stayed, but then I immediately was like, okay, we're skeet, we're skeet, we're skeet. So when this hotel has this one convention room, this one big banquet room, and it's not that big. Um, it's not at all like the vendors for this. I was, it felt like there were none. It was crazy. I, I really, um, I was excited. There was a lot of actors. Don't get me wrong. But I definitely was like, shit, there's like like six vendors here. Damn. So, but I mean, good for them because then they didn't have a lot of competition. So like, that's great. But I just, it was some of the people I've already seen before. So it was just, I like seeing newer, you know, creators and stuff like that. But I did say hi to the people that I did know. And um, 
but he wasn't Skeet wasn't in like the main room with the vendors. So then I remembered last year where he where he was supposed to be and where like all the bigger people with the big lines were going to be. So like Doug Bradley, um, Tom Arnold was over there last year, oddly. Uh, uh, Spencer and I can't remember last year who else, but Skeet was in this area. So I had to walk the other side of the hotel um, through a couple lobbies and then, you know, I would get there and I, I'm like, oh, where's the line for Skeet? And they're like all the way down the hall and around the corner. And I'm like, what? So you walk into this like semi banquet room, but it has like stairs on the top and then you can walk like six down and then that's where they were. So I had to, so there was a huge line in front of him and like a snake, like normal, like a snake maze thing. And then they, that's the, behind me down the hall and around the corner. So then I had to go down the hall and around the corner of the hotel hallway. So, I mean, that was easily going to be like four hours. So I was just like, yeah, no. And I wished on Friday that they did what they did on um, Saturday, which I'll explain in a minute. So Friday, I just decided, fuck it. I'm not going to get his autograph. I'm just going to go see what happens. Cause you know, like Alex Vincent and you know, Christine Elise were there. So I knew there were other people that were probably going to have crazy lines. So I just decided to try to get anybody else. Cause I was like, his autograph was going to be expensive anyway. So I was like, well, you know what? Let's just work the room. Let's see what happens tonight. Cause I was completely by myself again. So no big deal. So the first person that I saw was, um, Oh, God, I'm blanking, so I have to go to my pictures. Hold on. See? This is why I have to record it, like, right away, because I'm just going to fucking forget. So the first person I went to was Adam Green. So I went and I was able to get um, his autograph and a picture of him with the um, the slate and standing next to Kane Hodder dressed up as Victor Crowley. So if I ever meet Kane again, I can also have him sign that. So I figured, good idea. And... He was really interesting to talk to. He seemed super grateful to be chatting with fellow enthusiasts. And I think him and, because Joe Lynch was also there, which now I kind of regret not going to say hi to, but I spent a lot of money, so it's totally fine. Um, So that was really cool to chat with him and talked about movies and what he's been up to and things that have been canceled over the last few years. So I've, I felt his pain. So I felt really bad that you know, I, the pandemic really affected him and like other projects just didn't fall through for stupid reasons and whatnot. So that was really cool. His line wasn't too long, so it was great. And then the Ice Nine Kills line was like insane, though. So it was it was packed on Friday. It was crazy how fucking busy it was. Crazy. Yeah. Tony Todd was there. Like it was so busy. So then the next person I visited was Chris Nelson, which was great, which was oddly I didn't realize this because I'm not really a massive Sean Clark listener. I feel awful saying that because people are like, how do you not know him or listen to him when you say you love horror? But I've just, I never, I only found out about him when I started doing my podcast. So I just haven't had a chance to get into it, but I do know he does those touring videos and the filming location things and whatnot. So it was cool to see him, and I said, like, oh, I know who you are. But, yeah, he was, like, Chris Nelson's handler. So, But I guess he was a – he's their manager, and which I'll explain why I know that later. And he also was doing the King's Cast podcast live, I think, um, which I, I didn't do any panels this con. So another thing that I – like I said, I just really wasn't on my game this weekend. But I didn't do any panels, which I missed a lot of good ones, so I'm kind of mad at myself, but it's okay. Um, but meeting Chris Nelson was cool because I actually asked him like, so it's funny because I'm like, obviously, you know, your work on the Halloween movies, we all know you. But I said, I was like, but what really got me was when I watched Kill Bill 2 recently and was like, huh, that guy looks familiar in the flashback scenes of The Bride. And I realized, oh, fuck, that's Chris Nelson, because in the credits at the end, you see his name. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's the same guy. So I asked him how that came about in Kill Bill, and he had said, which I don't know if he was supposed to talk about, but fuck it. He said, um, I'm sure it's Google material. I feel like if, if you can't Google it, they should be able to, you know, they shouldn't be able to talk about it, but, or if you can't Google it, yeah. Anyway, so he said it's because he was doing the special effects for Kill Bill, and Quentin, I think, had said to him, like, hey, why don't you, like, try out for this? Like, you know, it's, it's pretty, pretty obvious and straightforward, and he did. He, like, 
got like a casting call and like did the went through the whole thing and he ended up getting it. So I was like, wow, like how crazy is that? And that was, you know, like fucking 20 years ago. So it was interesting how like it came back to this epic thing and now he's doing the Exorcist movies. And so that was pretty that was pretty cool. Um, and he had all his masks there and he just was a really fucking cool guy. I really love talking to him. He said, he was like, Jesus, I was excited to come out to Massachusetts cause of the fall weather, but it was like fucking 90 and like 80% humidity on Friday. That's when my hair looked terrible. Good Lord. So fucking hot. But any hoosers, that was great. Then I visited Eric Freeman which was awesome, which is the gentleman from Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, Garbage Day, quoter, if you will. So that was pretty fucking epic because I don't know about you guys, but in our house on Christmas Day, it's Garbage Day. (laughs) No, but seriously, we do. We watch it and we get drunk and it's a good time. (laughs) But he was really cool and he was really funny. He was like, as soon as I like walked up to his line and his handler was really funny and really nice. And um, he was like, said to his handler, well, he said something to his handler and I missed it because I was probably fucking rambling like an idiot or just not paying attention, uh, probably getting my money or something. And he was like, oh, he's like, yeah, Eric just said like the girls are, and I was like, what did he just say? And he was like, oh, he's like, the girls are in, in New England are much prettier. And I don't know where he lives. Um, I don't know if he said than California because I was like, that's a lie. I was like, no way. I don't believe that for a second. Not that we're not pretty, but I... Yeah. If he's saying that to some, no, I'm no. I mean, yes, we've got pretty ladies. I know we do. But then California with all the fake stuff. I mean, maybe you don't like that then. Oh, natural pretty over here. No, <laughs> minus the makeup. But no, it was really cool to meet him. He was really nice. He even gave me like a little magnet that said garbage day. And then he signed that too. Like he was fucking cool. He was really nice. I always like never know what to talk to about. Talk about to them. Yeah, I say that right. I always like feel like I freeze up. I feel like a lot of people have asked me like, what do you do? And I'm like, sometimes I like have to talk to the handler because they're like a normal person to like calm myself down. And then sometimes then I end up rambling to the fucking handler like a jackass. So I did that when I met Jordan Ladd. I don't know if I shared that story, but I ended up fucking talking to her handler for like an hour, like an asshole. But then I felt like I didn't want to like hinder anybody from seeing her. And then I, that was my first con and I was fear fest. So yeah. I should have, like, taken advantage and, like, talked to her, too. And, yeah, I just, yeah. You live and you learn. (laughs) You live and you learn. Um, Next person I visited was Catherine Corcoran from Terrifier, a.k.a. Dawn, who may or may not get split in half. Um, she was hysterical. She was so cute. I talked. We talked about Tuck Scary to Me, and she's got some other stuff going on, you know, podcasts that she's going to be doing, and I think she's going to have her own. I was like, oh, my God, I'm so excited. This is great. And they, a bunch of them had actually gone to Salem, um, that day before the con and she like loved it. She's like, it's so cute here. I was like, yeah, but it's not really built for the masses. I was like, mass is not for the masses. So just, you know, just remember that next time you come. I was like, because I said, I was like, I feel like if you know that coming in here, you just have to like plan going to Salem. Like you go in the morning. I said, I was like, the thing is, is once it's spooky season, if you go in the afternoon, where are you going to park? You know what I mean? Unless you're taking public transit in and then it's really busy and crowded, but she was wicked sweet. She was like obsessed with my hair. She was like, it's so pretty. And I'm like, really? It's frizzy. Like it's literally just soaking in all the water and just expanding. You know what I mean? And kind of going flat at the same time. Weird. (laughs) But anyway, super cute. She was awesome. Hopefully I'll get to see her again. She was the only one from Terrifier that I actually saw. I decided not to go see jenna um i was going to but then by the time i realized how much money i spent i was like yeah i probably shouldn't <laughs> you know what i mean i was like meh and but you know there's still more people that i met um so after Catherine, i went and saw cj graham which he was supposed to come to was he i think he was actually supposed to come last year to silver scream con and he canceled or he was supposed to go to fear fest i don't he was supposed to go to a convention that i definitely went to and he canceled because of something so i was super excited because at first i wasn't gonna go meet him but then when skeet canceled i was like you know what fuck it i'm gonna go meet cj and i'm really glad that i did because he told some fucking hysterical stories like just about life like not about movies like not about friday like just like Oh my God. He noticed that like I was obsessed with Michael Myers. I have, you know, the, the thorn tattoo. I have the Michael Myers one. I have my Michael backpack. Like I did have a ghost face shirt on, but he was really cool. He's like machetes are 
better than butcher knives or, you know, cutting knives or whatever it was. He was really fucking funny. And then he was, he said he was 66 and I was like, no, you are fucking not. I was like, holy, whoo. I was like, wow, looking good for 66, DJ. Good. But he was, you know, funny because he's like, you know, I go to the bar still and have fun. And he lives in Montana, which I thought was fucking totally fitting and perfect for him. And he was saying that, you know, he can still like go to the bars and he's like, I can like literally, he's like, it's funny because I can like look around and be like, wow, like I can kick everybody's ass in here. And he's totally being funny. He's not being like an arrogant jerk. I, I really promise. And, and I, you know, we're all kind of like giggling. He's like, yeah. And the funny thing is, is that like they could come after me. He's like, but because I'm 66, he's like, it's a felony to beat up a senior citizen. He's like, so I still win. And it was like, it was so like just funny the way that the, the direction of that joke story. Oh my God. I like, we were all dying. There was only like 15 of us in line at that point. And like, he had a long table. So we were all like in front of his table. So that was kind of cool instead of like being like in a straight line back from him, you know? So that was really cool. And he was super fucking cool. And he like took a picture with me and I had to ask the girl behind me to, to do the picture. And then he signed my autograph and he was like, well, we got to get a picture. And I was like, oh, we just, we just did that. He's like, no, we got to get one with the autograph. I'm like, oh, so like I have an even bigger smile in the next picture of him holding the autograph. Cause he like needed that. It was just really funny. Just really funny. And then I went and visited, um, and saw Alex. Sorry. My mom just texted me and she, cause she was asking about a restaurant in the hometown that I grew up in. She's like, who owns it? I'm like, what? I'm like, I know somebody that owns a restaurant in my hometown. I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, I'm totally blanking. I'm like, what kind of restaurant? And then she named it. And I was like, oh, I was like, yes. Cause they lived up the street from us. So then I felt like an even bigger idiot. Like, oh shit. I should have totally known that. I wasn't like BFFs with the girl, but fucking brain fucking fart. Any hoosers. Great restaurant, by the way. Like just I don't go to my hometown a lot and like eat there. You know what I mean? So that was just like totally, I'm getting fucking old. Any hoosers. Um, so yeah, CJ was great. So then I, I went and saw Alex. He had a little bit of a line and that's where I ran into somebody that I didn't realize I did know him from Instagram and he has like a huge following. So I felt like an idiot, but had a great conversation with him about, um, I think we were talking about last year at the con and this year. And actually, right before I went to go see Alex, actually, no, I had gotten a drink in between this. And um, I met this girl who was in line with me and she had this like Freddie makeup on with no latex because she's allergic. But it was like all like, you know, makeup done and it looked great and it looked very good. And she had fake blood and it just was really well done. She was super cool. And you could tell like we were like two peas in a pod, fucking super anxious, getting a drink, overwhelmed by all the people. But she had like a cosplay on. So we're chatting and chatting and chatting. And she's like, is it weird if I like ask for your number? I'm like, no. And like, we, cause we were in line for a bit. The line for the liquor was long. And she was, I was like a little intimidated by her. Cause I was like, wow, she's like really pretty. And I'm by myself. And, and her boyfriend was at, or excuse me, her husband was actually in line for ice nine kills. There we go. She was going to go meet Spencer. So she's like, well, I'm just going to go get drinks and he can wait in line. So I was like, see, I don't even have that. I have to like, you know, whatever. So we were just chatting. She was super cool. Super, you know, she was like, let's meet up later since you're by yourself. And I was like, oh, cool. Thanks. Again, another reason why I fucking love going on these things. So I then like bring my drink around. Cause I think I actually had it like when I was with CJ and when I was meeting Catherine. So this was probably like 15 minutes before. So when I go to Alex, my drink is kind of low. And I was thinking, well, after Alex, I'm buying another beverage. Because it was like eight, 7.30 or 8 o'clock by that point. Or maybe it was just 8 o'clock. So I'd only been there for like two and a half hours. And I had already met all those people. <laughs> yeah, guys. Running around the room. So I get up to Alex. And I asked for a selfie. I was like, can I have a selfie? Like, I'm so awkward. I'm like, may I please have a selfie and an autograph? Like a fucking child. So I got the... The one from him from Seed of... No, sorry. Curse of Chucky when he's, like, got the gun. And it's, like, an older picture of him. Because I was like, I don't want you as a child. Like, I want you older. So I got him to sign that. And he was really fucking cool. But I noticed, like, as he, before he signed my thing... Oh, no. After he signed my... No, he's signing my thing. And I put my drink on the table, like, kind of near him. Because I didn't want to put it, like, near the pictures. Because it was kind of sweating. And he was like, what is this? And I was like, oh, it's vodka soda with pineapple. And he was like, and then he was like putting up to his lips. And I was like, yeah, you can take a sip. Like, I don't care. You can take a tiny little sip, whatever. And then he signed my thing. And then 
We took a picture and then he took one more sip of my drink. And I was like, yeah. And I looked at him. He didn't have a handler. And I was like, oh, my God. And I'll tell you why in a second, why he didn't have one. I didn't know if it was the con or what, but I said, I was like, do you want me to go get you one? Because, like, you're not going anywhere for a bit. I didn't. I don't know if he had already done his photo op for the night or it was coming up. But either way, like, he didn't have a handler. So I was like, I'll go get you a drink. And then I was like, I can. And he's, like, rifling. He's, like, stumbling to get his wallet out. I'm like, I can go buy it. Like, don't worry. And he's like, no, no, no. He's like, let me. And I was like, okay. So then he gives me some money. And I go back. And the line was much shorter. Thank God. And then I'm behind the host of the convention, which is the guy. And I can't remember his name. But he's, like, very distinct looking. But he's, I think, like. Um, I don't know if he's a member of the band or if he, I don't know exactly his relation, but he was, I think his name is Joe. I'm being terrible. I know I'm terrible. Um, but he was behind me and we were chatting and then I got the two drinks. I got myself a drink. I got Alex's cause he got something totally different and he was like nervous cause it was like complicated. And I was like, I got this. Like I, I got this <laughs> and I did, I got it right. So I went back his line got even longer, which I'm really, then I felt really good about getting him a drink. So then I like walked over and I was like, here you go. And he's like, thank you so much. And then he gave me like another big hug. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so that was really, that was like a highlight of my night. And if you watch my stories, I was like fucking, I literally felt like I was like high as a kite, like telling you guys like, oh my God, like this was my night. So then meeting him was really cool. Didn't really ask him a ton of questions just cause like I'm so awkward. I'm so awkward. So then after I met back up with Zan and her husband and I think, I don't remember his name cause I'm terrible. Cause I talked to her the whole time. We met back up and then she took a picture with this awesome Terrifier cosplay, which I'll have to post, and herself. And, like, he had, like, a, a dead body next to him. It was fucking great. And she looked great. And so, yeah. And then I just pretty much hung out with them in the lobby outside of, like, where everything was in, like, one of the big rooms. So we were just, like, hanging out in the hotel lobby, um, finishing our drinks. And they were going home that night, right? Yeah. They were going home that night and then coming back later tomorrow to get skeet and Tony Todd, and go to the concert. And they actually timed that pretty well, but that's all they did on Saturday. So so then, yeah, I left about 9 o'clock, or 8.30 or 8.45, whenever I posted, and then went back to my friend's house. We hung out, had a couple more drinks. I really didn't drink that much um, on Friday, which was really good, because uh, I got horrible sleep on Friday. I don't know if it's because I was excited or what, but after like having a couple beverages... I decided at, like, you know, 1230 in the morning, like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm doing the professional photo op with Skeet. I was like, I don't want to wait in that line. If this is my one chance, I'm just going to do it. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm just going to deal with it. You know what I mean? And just hope that I can do it again. So, and maybe he'll sign it. So then I, and I can get, like, a selfie for my camera. So I did that. And hold on. Um, so I did that so that, you know, Saturday I didn't have to also, like, get there at 10 o'clock and then... Because then I was afraid my friends weren't going to show up till like, one-ish or something. So, But that, of course, was not the case. So my husband ended up coming to my friend's house, like, super early in the morning. And the whole, like, the morning went a little bit different, but it worked out. Um, we got up, and I put the nails on, and I was like, I'm going to, like, look cute today. I'm going to, like, really do my makeup and really, like make an effort today because I think Friday I like didn't even put fucking earrings on like I just didn't even put my knife earrings in which I always put those in crazy so I feel like this is just turning into an episode about the con but anyway so then I yeah my husband came oh another story so the other reason why I didn't look cute Friday which now I'm glad I didn't look cute Friday was because I was gonna wear a mesh shirt with another bralette because I brought my killer clowns one because last time I wore that with my Michael Myers one so I, um, I forgot the shirt. So I was like, well, I don't know what I'll do Saturday. But I, on Friday when I was changing, I was like, I don't am. I'll just figure it out Saturday. Blech. So since Matt was coming, I was like, well, hopefully he'll want to come to her house first and we can take one car to the con and then come back here or whatever. We'll figure it out. So Saturday he came with my shirt. So it was perfect. So then I had the other outfit, looked really cute, put earrings on, did my makeup, eyeshadow, like, yeah, did it. <laughs> Nails. Woo. Um, and then... We ended up taking two cars, which I'm actually glad we did. Um, but because he got there so early, he didn't stay super late with me, which was totally fine. But he did get to come. And we get there. My girlfriends are already there um, walking around and, you know, just checking everything out. They didn't go wait in line for actors. But when we went in to go see, like, where Skeet was see sitting, because I wanted to, like, see what he looked like. And that's when I got those, like, 
crazy like fanatic pa- uh, photos from the background, like zoomed in like a creeper. Um, my friend was like, ooh, and her name's Jackie too, funny. And we both spell our name Jacqueline the same way, crazy. Um, she was like, oh, I want to meet Tony Todd, but like his line. And, and then I said, I'm like, well, the professional photo op, I'm doing that with Skeet. You could do the Tony Todd one. And when we looked into it, his like regular one was sold out, but then there was a session B of him in costume with the background set, but it was like a lot of money. And I told her, I was like, it's your call. And I looked at her, I'm like, but it's kind of worth it. Cause I was like, he doesn't come here often. And I don't know if he does it in costume all the time. I was like, I don't know if I've seen too many, especially with the background stuff. And the cool thing about Silver Scream was they did the red background in the back instead of the blue. I really liked that. I felt like it made me look prettier. No, <laughs> no, but I just liked it. But I like that it wasn't blue because the blue is kind of bright. You know what I mean? I like that the red kind of made it a little, little more unique. Um, so, yeah, so I ended up convincing her and she convinced herself to do it. But my photo op with Skeet was at 340 and hers with Tony Todd was after five o'clock. So, and they're turn and burn. So I was out of there before four. So in the middle, so, but our other friend kind of wanted to leave, but we all had our own cars though. So no big deal. So the friend that wanted to leave the con was kind of hungry and we were like, well, we can go kill some time and go to a restaurant up the street and get a drink and you know, whatever. So we did that, had a nice, delicious salad and we ate so fast, um, (laughs) so fast. And then my friend dropped us right back off at the lobby right where the pictures were that where she needed to be for her photo op which was the same area as me but we got dropped off right there and then yeah we waited maybe 15 minutes and then I waited maybe five or not even 10 for her to come out when she because I couldn't go in with her which really fucking sucked so um then she yeah she came out had her picture and we were like you know where I was like you know is there anything else you want to do and we ended up just leaving but that was at like five o'clock after five. Yeah. It was like five 30. So I think, yeah, I got, yeah, I must've got home like closer to seven. Wow. I thought I got home closer to six, but no, I guess it was closer to seven. Damn. So yes. So Saturday was a long day, but I mean, I still had a great time. Like it was, you know, they're always long though. And yeah, I mean, I definitely went to bed at like nine 30 on Saturday. I mean, I walked a lot. I, you know, I talked to a lot of people, I, you know, there was a lot, there was a lot of people. I definitely felt bad because I didn't go to any panels. I didn't, you know, like I said, I didn't really do any of that stuff. I only saw Zan a little bit on Saturday because they were in both the lines for Skeet and um, Tony Todd. And then they were going to the concert and I didn't go to the concert. And I'm glad I didn't because I guess it was like in the ghetto in Lynn. If you know what Lynn is in Massachusetts, yeah. The little jingle jangle I won't sing, but you know it. But I, so it was cool to like meet her. So I hope to, you know, cause we were like talking about like how it's hard to like make friends when you're older. And I was like, oh my God, you're speaking my language. <laughs> so it was like super cool. And I don't think she lives that far from me, but honestly, at this point, I don't give a fuck. I will, if you want to be my friend, let's, let's go. <laughs> but she was cool. So I was super excited. But yeah, so my, my photo was Skeet. I'll just tell that story. It's just a quick story. But yeah, we like waited in line. I was session B. So I had to like yeah, we, I mean, it was, it was, I was surprised at how fast it was at how many fucking people did it. Cause I think there was three sessions. So it was like at least 30 minutes of him doing at, like, that must've been like three. He must've made so much money this week weekend. Like good for fucking him. Good for fucking him. Seriously. I was super excited. Cause I was like, hell yeah, man. But he was cool. And like the girl before me had actually met him or been in his line either earlier that day or the night before. And she actually, like, had him sign, like, a makeup palette. So, like, that was fucking cool. And so she was, and then I think she did get a self. Oh, no, she only had him sign the thing, but her friend got a picture of him hugging her. And I was like, yee, like, yeah, sneak that in there. And then, so she didn't, I don't think she did, like, the selfie because she was going to do the photo op. So I think that that's, if I'm telling the story wrong, I don't, I'm sorry. But, yeah, so then she was in front of me and she was, oh, my God, she must have been, like, if she was older than 20, I'm very surprised. Um, she was very young um, and super cute, though. And, you know, thank God, because we had to put our bags in these like bins, which was fine. But like you couldn't even see them from where like usually when you go and do this, everything is out in the open. 
So like my friends have taken pictures of me doing photo ops and I fucking love that. But at this place, it's like all secret tunnels and like you can't take it. Like it's, it was a little, a little crazy. So I still had my phone in my butt pocket just cause I just had it there. And I was like, Oh shit. But they, so you get in, you get handed a ticket cause you, you scan your QR code from your email and you hand them the ticket. And then, no, sorry. You scan the QR code. They hand you a ticket. Sorry. And then you put your stuff down in these little bins. I mean, nobody's nobody's going to take your shit. And then you wait in line, and everybody's got a ticket. And then you just, as soon as you get to the lady, you hand it to her. And then Skeet's right there. And then you turn left, and he's right there. And it's the picture. So, like, I, <laughs> the girl in front of me was, like, so, so nervous. And then I started to get fucking nervous. But then she took a picture of her ticket. I'm like, good fucking call. I'm like, thank God for these youngins and their phone impulses. Good idea. Because then you had to hand it back, and you, you couldn't even keep it. So I was excited. So I took that picture. Yay. And then took the picture. But I feel like I could have had my posture a little bit better. But I look cute. We look cute. Fuck it. We look cute. So really glad that I did that. Um, He definitely like did a double take when he because she was right behind. I was right behind the girl in front of me and he saw her and then he looked at me and then looked again at me. And I was like, oh, God, now I'm really nervous. And then I went and then he like had a big smile. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm really nervous. So then I had a huge dorky smile and then like had horrible posture. It's cool. It's cool. But it was fun. It was really cool. Five seconds. And I looked back as I was walking away. I'm like, thank you so much. Like a fucking weirdo. Fucking loser. But yeah. And that's all I did Saturday. Literally just showed up at like one o'clock. Waited around for my photo op, had some food, waited for my friend's photo op, fucking left, ate a little bit of pizza, I had like two pieces of pizza when I got home and just passed the fuck out. So didn't drink, yeah, yeah, I had those two drinks, because I had one at the con and then one at, at the restaurant, and then that was it for the day. Like, I barely drank this weekend, I'm proud of myself, <laughs> proud of myself. No, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was long, I mean, I feel like when I... When I, when you do these, you don't want to be hung over in the morning. If anything, you want to get fucked up the second night when you don't have to go back. But to be honest, guys, I was contemplating going back Sunday to go stand in his line. I was like, should I go fucking do it? Should I? Cause I had, a, you know, I had a weekend pass and I was like, should I, should I, uh, but then I heard it was mobbed on Sunday. I'm like, glad I didn't, glad I didn't. But Saturday. So the other thing about Saturday that I wanted to mention was, I will say it was more organized Saturday because the lines were so long Friday that they like you had like a callback. So like they capped it at however many people and then said, come back in two hours. So that was kind of cool. And that's what Zan and her husband did for Tony and Skeet. So I was like, what a fucking good idea. And it was I mean, when she said she had to go and she was kind of nervous how it was going to work out. I feel like it wasn't she wasn't waiting two hours. So like, yes, she had to wait to go do other stuff. But then when she finally got in line, I didn't think she had to wait that long. So that was, that was cool. I kind of, I kind of wish they'd set it up that way. Like, yeah, you come back for a certain window with these people and then I'll tell these people a different window. I feel like that's a really great way to, to go about it just so that you can go do other stuff. Cause then they're clogging up the hallways. I mean, like I said, this, this place is not the best. It's not the best. And there's, again, two weddings going on. I don't know if I mentioned that last year, but there was a wedding going on. So, like, people are, like, all dressed up, getting going in and out of the place. And I'm pretty sure it lo- it felt like, I was like, are they going to a hall in the hotel? Because they were, like, cutting through. I was like, oh, my God. Hopefully they're just trying to get to their car. And, oh, my God. So that was kind of crazy. But still, very positive experience. Um, definitely think... If I do this again, I really should do the VIP package. I don't really give a shit about the concert. So if it doesn't include the concert, fine. But I don't need it. And I don't want to spend more money if it's the only option because it's the concert. But I do think that some of the perks are worth it. Like, I think for Terracon this coming weekend, I'm going to do the VIP. Because when I was reading, I was like, well, you get in early. You get this. You get that. And then I get like a $5 off photo op. So I was like, well, so I was like, I think I'm, I think I'm probably going to do it. Um, so yeah. And then yesterday to top it all off. So I woke up, so I went to bed super early Saturday, woke up super fucking early Sunday, like six 30. And then I worked out a little bit, got some stuff done around the house. And then my husband slept in till noon. And then we went and ran some errands, got some food, um, 
And then Danielle posted, excuse me, Danielle Harris posted that she wanted to do a happy hour. So I was like, fuck yeah, this is what a great fucking way to end my weekend. So of course, per usual and Jackie Creeper style, I fucking pop on as one of the first people. And I was like, hey girl. And I was like, I can't wait to see you this week. I'm so excited. Oh my God. And she's like, I know this is going to be really fun because this is a stacked con again, another stacked con. So it's like a lot of the Nightmare on Elm Street people, Freddie, so like uh, Robert England, Heather Langenkamp, Mark Patton, which Mark Patton, I am going to see him because I missed him at Fear Fest and I, then he got COVID and I regretted it. I was like, God damn it, Jackie. So I'm going to go see him. Oh, I forgot to mention Tom Aikens canceled at Silver Scream and I missed Darcy because she didn't come Friday and Saturday, like I said, I stayed out of the main room because it was so packed and hot. I fucking missed her completely. So Joe Bob was there and I didn't really, not that I didn't care, but like I said, I already spent a lot of money. It's, you know, it's not cheap. I met a lot of people. And if you do the math, that's a lot of money. So like I just, there's some people I just have to be like, no, but Darcy was on my list. So her and Tom Akins, I, you know, Tom Akins canceled because I think his flight, because there was like a little storm that came through and then Tom Savini canceled. That kind of sucked. Um, hurt through the grapevine. He just didn't feel like coming. So if that's true, that really sucks. Cause I definitely have a photo op with him. I wanted to have him sign and yikes. So yeah. So I missed Darcy. Cause then I'm seeing every, cause then they had the panel and I'm like, fuck, she was here. Cause I was trying to like stalk her online to see if she was flying in or, you know, when the fuck she was coming. Cause I thought she'd be here Friday and missed her. So I missed two people. So this con, um, scout's not coming to TerraCon, and they just haven't announced it yet, but she's not freaking coming. So I was a little upset about this coming weekend, not seeing scout. Cause I wanted her and Danielle, I wanted a picture with them again. And I wanted a, um, I wanted her to sign the bloody photo shoot photo op I have of the three of us from fear fest last year. So I wanted them to both sign it this weekend, but it's okay. So I ended up printing an eight by 10 of Danielle and I from last year at silver scream con. And I'm going to have Danielle sign that this weekend and surprise her with that. Um, and then, cause I always buy one of her photos and not that I don't want to, but it's like, Oh, now I can, you can sign one of the two of us. Hell yeah. And then, um, yeah, Mark Patton, obviously Danielle, Serena Vincent. Oh, I kind of want to meet Chris Sarandon or I mean, Heather Langenkamp. I mean, her photo ops a hundred bucks. And I, they announced too, that like not everybody is guaranteed to do selfies. And Danielle was kind of like, it's mostly like bigger people. And Danielle told me that Sean Clark manages a bunch of them. So that's why he was there. And I was like, oh, so she's like, he's my manager too. I was like, oh shit. I was like, okay. So yeah, Danielle always answers my questions when, cause I, I said, I'm like, I feel bad. I'm like, and I told her the story about Alex and I was like, I feel bad. I'm like, nobody was with him. And she's like, oh, I'm like, sometimes he just does it himself cause he wants to. I'm like, oh. And I was like, okay, his choice. I'm like, I was feeling guilty, but his choice. (laughs) Happy to help. But, but yeah, so she was kind of filling me in on all that. And then she was saying that she doesn't really know these promoters. So she was like, hopefully if it's not too busy, like you can still like come and hang out for a bit. And cause I think again, I'm the only one in the Patreon that's going to this convention no, with Aaron. Aaron, he's coming again. Right, sorry. We're the only ones. on the Zoom, He wasn't on the Zoom call last night. That's why I had like a brain fart. But yeah, that guy that I went to with the to the main one, he's coming back for this. So that will be cool to hang out with him again. And um, there's, like I said, there's going to be so many people. So many people at this one. I, I literally named about five people. Like Ed Furlong's going to be there. Monica Kina. Oh God, there's so many people. Amanda Bierce, um, the guy who plays... Um, a friend and I'm spacing because I love Fright Night but it's like the whole cast most of the people from the Nightmare on Elm Street stuff Um, but I'm definitely excited to meet Serena and Danielle was like oh yeah don't you worry she's like I'll I'll make sure that happens she's like just in case because I don't know how I mean this one might not be as crazy I don't know I imagine it's going to be I absolutely am because like Robert England's going so that's where I'm like yeah oh yeah Derek Mears is going there's a bunch of other people. And so I'm super excited and it's definitely going to be fun. And this one's way closer to me than the Danvers one. So I definitely don't need to stay overnight. It's literally 
no less than 30 minutes away. So that's absolutely doable for me. So I'm I'm looking forward to this weekend because I was also thinking that since it was so close, maybe I would go Sunday, you know, and stay and hang out with Danielle for a bit because Sundays are usually kind of dead. So I was thinking like, maybe I'll do that. But my parents are also here. So I, I also want to be cognizant that my mom's birthday is this fucking weekend. But I was like, what could I? But I think we're going to see them during the week this week. Uh, my mom's not queer. I think I said this last time. She's not queer about me seeing her on her birthday. But now I'm kind of thinking maybe because I'm not going to Spooky Empire. I'm not going to the Halloween reunion, the 45. So I'm not seeing Danielle I don't, until, I, until I don't know when. So that's why I'm kind of like, well, maybe I'll, you know, <laughs> spend some extra time like like a creeper. Just, you know, creep around her table, you know. <laughs> no, she's totally, if she's not, I don't, I only do it if there's nobody there. I only go over and hang out if no one's there. I, I really try to stay away if she's got a line um, because I do not interfere with any of that. Unless there's like two people online and she doesn't, you know. I, some, I, I, you know, I read the room. I read the room. <laughs> but, yeah, it was cool. We shot, you know, shot the shit with her last night. And um, she also mentioned she's going to be doing an auction soon. So if you're a fan of hers, definitely keep your eyes open for that. Or join her Patreon and you will absolutely know way more about it before everybody else like I do. I am shocked at what she's got and what she's going to auction off. So I am stoked couple things I would love. Um, yeah, I'm definitely excited for all of that to happen. I don't know when she's going to be doing that. Um, cause it's a lot of stuff that she has. So she's like, yeah, I have to kind of organize it and figure out how to, how to kind of go about this, but definitely excited. And her movie, um, Natty Knox, uh, comes out, I think at the end of the month, I think Best Buy, you can buy it. I think it comes out the 23rd. I'm just double checking for everybody because that's her most recent work. There's some other stuff coming out um, for Danielle later in the year and early next year. I can't say anything because she's only told us. And when does Natty Knox come out? It's actually pretty cheap on it. On, um, comes out the 26th. So yeah, it comes out at the end of the month. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely excited to pick that up. It's like $13 on um Blue, uh, for on for Blu-ray on Best Buy's website right now. I also know you can stream it and rent it right now, but I don't want to do that. I want the physical copy. I told her, I'm like, she's like, you still haven't seen it? I'm like, I don't want to just rent it. I'm like, I want it. <laughs> I know. And she always tells me I can like mail her stuff to sign. So I might, I might mail her some things if I find out her schedule next year. And if she doesn't come to New England or if I don't travel, to go see her, which we all know I do. Um, yeah. Like, if she goes to Vegas, I want to go. Like, I've never been to Vegas. I've been, like, dying to go on a trip. I, w- I was kind of hoping for my birthday this year I could plan a trip, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah. I won't get into why, but... And I don't really want to wait till my 40th, but I really, I really wanted it to be this year to go to Vegas, but I guess we'll just... We will just wait and see. We'll just wait and see. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that, those are the big things I got going on the rest of this month. And then I have a movie night in October the 7th on a Saturday that I don't know the movie yet. I got to get in touch with the brewery. Um, communication's been a little different since they switched management. So yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that. So I got to just double check the plan and because there is no plan. They just reserve the date for me. So I did give them a list of movies. So I, I'm not sure what we're going to go with. And I actually don't even remember the list that I sent them. But I think I sent them some good ones. So um, definitely excited about that. Hoping to get some art from some people. So if you listen to my podcast and you are an artist and you would like to donate for my raffle, I donate all the proceeds to, oh God, I always forget the shelter. But it's the one that Exhibit A uses. So I've already donated $75. So um, hopefully we will. But I don't, that was only after like, I think I only did like two raffles. So, and I don't have big turnouts at my events. So I thought that that was pretty good. And I made that much money. Um, you get some pretty, I mean, the flash tattoos that my, that my tattoo artist did were fucking bomb. And then I had the giant comic strips or the comic prints that Theater of Creeps does. So 
it was definitely a hit, you know. So if you have some good stuff and you want me to auction it off and spread the word about your business, do not hesitate to reach out. Please do not hesitate. And I, um, yeah, I mean, is this, maybe we're not going to get into the horror comedies. <laughs> Just fucking rattled on for 45 minutes about the con. I don't know. Maybe I should save the horror comedies. Or should we talk about a couple? Maybe we could talk about a couple. All right, maybe we'll talk about a couple and then I'll make the next episode a big one about, you know, the next episode on the horror comedies. I'll, I'll go a little bit deeper. So I'll start with some basic horror comedies. I love how I just like thought about not doing it. Now I'm like, yeah, I'm doing it now. Well, I announced it in the beginning. I would hate for people to listen to this and be like, fuck, she didn't even talk about horror comedies. What a liar. No. All right. So let's talk about a couple. Let's talk about, yeah, we'll talk about these like three or four. So the first one we all know and love. That's why we're just going to talk about some easy ones. We're going to talk about the gateway horror that probably started it all for all of us millennials and Gen Xers. And that would be Gremlins. The family-friendly PG movie, and I've got air quotes all over this. (laughs) The family-friendly PG movie that, you know, definitely made us all realize being a little dark can be great. You know, and I I think that I never was afraid of Gremlins, but as I got older, I started to realize that it was a horror movie. And I was like, how awesome, like how crazy is that? This is a PG movie where pretty bad things are happening, but it's still really innocent and it's the point of view of the children mostly. It's only the adults when the Gremlins are around, I've noticed. So, you know, it's one of those, you know, classic Christmas movies to usually probably pop on when, you know, when it's the season. Definitely a a holiday, maybe not a slasher, but definitely a holiday horror movie for sure. And I just think that, you know, Joe Dante did such a great job with emulating society. You know, you know what scene I'm talking about, the bar scene you know, with what it's like to deal with unruly people on a very drastic, you know, scale. And I think that all the different personalities were really fun. And obviously in Gremlins 2, they totally took that to another level. I actually finally watched that this last year. I'd never seen Gremlins 2. Crazy, huh? And I just really can appreciate, and I, I, this movie will always have a special place in my heart, It was one of the few movies besides, like, I'm trying to think of other scary movies, like Raiders of the Lost Ark, I consider kind of a horror movie, you know, Temple of Doom, some graphic shit going on in that movie at times. And I think that these are the movies that kind of, like, make you want to lay in the bed a little bit longer because it has a deeper layer to it than just people dying. You know, there's a little bit of science in this, there's a cute little creature, we've got backstory of of the dad with the inventions and the crazy home like there's just so many fun layers to this movie and I just really always want to mention this because it always should be mentioned you know I feel like if you say you don't like horror movies you're lying because I know you like gremlins seriously I feel like I could call anybody out you have to you can't tell me you don't like it I don't think I'd bet anybody that said they didn't like gremlins what Like, I definitely had a gizmo stuffed animal when I was a kid, and I fucking carried that thing everywhere. I'm going to have to ask my mom to find a picture of me with it. I might have one buried somewhere in my giant thing of pictures I don't have in a photo album, so I might need to, you know, do some nostalgic digging, but... Yeah, I definitely had it. And then my nieces, my sister got my nieces one year because they loved Gremlins. They do like funny, you know, horror movies. But she got them Spike one year, the toy of like a stuffed animal of Spike and put it on the tree. So when they woke up, they saw it and they fucking loved it. It was so funny when she, oh my God, it was so cute. But yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, Gremlins is probably the pedestal example of a great horror comedy. You know, and it had its moments of being scary. Absolutely. But there is some funny parts that don't make you realize, like, somebody probably just died. Like, <laughs> oh, no, no. But I, I feel like Gremlins always should be talked about. Along with this other movie that, unfortunately, I've only seen once. 
But after watching it the first time, I was like, good Lord, this was fucking awesome. And that would be The Final Girls. Now, if Adam Devine is in a movie, I'm probably going to watch it because he's probably going to sing and it brings me back to Pitch Perfect. So, yes, always that six degrees of Pitch Perfect. No, I'm just kidding. No, but seriously, he is so funny in it. I... I feel like uh, every time I see him, I just, I appreciate his stupid comedy because it's very refreshing. You know what I mean? I feel like it's great and he's great in it. Tessa Farmiga or Farmarja is in this too. Um, oh, that blonde woman, I can't think of her name. There's a great cast in this. And it's a very fun twist on slashers. It's a meta, it's a totally meta kind of movie. It's about a girl and not appreciating. I think that her mom was an actress. And it like it like I said, it's been a bit since I've watched this because surprise, surprise, this isn't streaming anywhere. At least not for free. And so yeah, and something happens where they end up like going back in time and or going into the movie or something like that. It's very it gave me, to be honest, it gave me Fear Street vibes. But this came out in 2015. So like this came out way before the Fear Street trilogy on Netflix. So but it felt very like, whoa, you know what I mean? Like we're going and, you know, anyway, really funny. Lots of great one liners. Very meta, like just but in the best way. And in the more slap in your face way, which some people don't like that kind of meta. Some people like way more subtle. But this was this was really funny. Great message which I know some people don't like that um they don't like it when movies are actually trying to make you learn but it was a really great heartwarming you know part of the story that I I really liked and I thought was different and I don't know I just thought it was a really great spin on being meta you know what I mean it was really funny and totally tropey and all the best I mean if you haven't seen the final girls please Please go check it out. Rent it. Buy it. I've got to buy it. But yeah, I, yeah, that's a movie that's been on my list to buy. Cause I, like I said, I can't fucking stream it anywhere. It really fucking sucks. And I don't want to rent it. I don't want to own it on my stupid fire stick. Like, bleh. so anyway, um, next up we have probably my absolute favorite, definitely my favorite Netflix fucking movie, but probably my favorite horror comedy of all fucking time. And that would be the babysitter. And Love it. If you haven't seen it on Netflix, you're missing out. One of Samara Weaving's, I believe, first U.S. roles. Don't quote me on that. Please don't quote me on that. But I believe it's one of her first, if not very early U.S. like breakout roles. And The Babysitter is so funny. Perfect example of of, of a well-done horror comedy. Okay. Not that The Final Girls wasn't, but it's been a bit, so I can't contest to what I'm about to say about... The Babysitter, which I watch like seven times a year at least. Watch it like every other month if, if I can. But it's shot really well. It's co- edited amazing. It's got fucking Ken Marino in it. It's got Samara waving hello. And it's got that funny guy that I can't think of his name. But we all it's the dad of the neighbor who owns that car that at the end of the movie. Yeah. And because I don't want to spoil it if you haven't seen it. But very funny. Great music. Great lighting. Great use of putting us in you know because there's the sequence of when she's babysitting you know the kid and it's just like really funny and it's just it's it's a very well done movie the editing the all of that just very great and I consistently try to steer people in this movie's direction because yes it can be it's a little graphic but it's fucking hysterical (laughs) And one of the actors on it is really funny and I follow him online and I don't know his real name, but his Instagram handle is King Bach. And I think his last name has the Bach in it. And he's really funny in it. He's like, he, he dies, unfortunately, but he like, he's the one that like, when he pulls out the knife, the blood like squirts, like, like excessively on him, like a fire fucking hydrant. Like that's not real. Like it's just really silly, like just really silly. Oh, and it also has one of the girls from like the girl who's like super quiet from Pitch Perfect, um, who they can't hear. And then at the end of the movie, she actually like is really loud, like a normal person. But 
she's in it too like just really funny and she's really creepy and like weird in this movie like different character than in pitch perfect so it's like really perfect but said perfect twice like a fucking weirdo but no really great movie if you haven't seen the babysitter please go on netflix right now it's an hour and a half go watch it it's fucking funny seriously it's great it's great another great horror comedy that flew under the radar for me and that would be cooties it's been on hbo max or max whatever the fuck you want to call it might have been on prime or tubi but it's definitely, if you have Max, it's on there. Um, if it's not, sorry, but it was free. It's definitely free somewhere. Now, it's Elijah Wood in this movie. But the fact that Rain Wilson is also in this, and it's him, com- Rain Wilson, competing for a woman against Elijah Wood Woods is alone enough to watch this movie. It's so funny. It's so quippy. Elijah Wood, I think, plays a substitute teacher, and he goes into this school, and he ends up meeting this, or seeing this girl that he knew in high school, and she's a teacher there, and she's dating, like, the gym teacher or something, and, you know, they're talking, and Rain Wilson's, like, in the background, like, who's this guy? Like, it's just really silly and quippy, and it's kind of like, um, it's a zombie movie, but it's, it's like, the kids infect each other, and one of the kids was infected but it's fucking hysterical and I think Elijah Wood's production company or studio did it it's it's a very great and funny I don't know I've I guess I didn't realize how much like Elijah Wood was still in the horror community because then he did Maniac, Cooties, there's oh um Come to Me Daddy or daddy that daddy movie with like him and his dad have that weird relationship but it's like a thriller but it, I don't think it got great release but yeah I think it's like come to daddy um and then what else is he? obviously the faculty but that was like a long time ago but yeah I mean like that I guess after doing Lord of the Rings it's like yeah no more serious shit I'm fucking done so yeah maybe that's why he's like let's do horror but yeah, my very first episode of the podcast when I talk about 7852, he was a huge part of that documentary, which was fucking the most fascinating part about it. But as I'm listening to Smartless podcast, another fucking plug for that, but as I've been listening to Smartless, it's crazy how interested a lot of them really are about film in general. So I feel like I always forget that, like, yeah, some of them aren't really there just to act. Some of them really do want to know or are a part of more than just that so I always think that that's really if you're not listening to smart list you're fucking crazy because you can totally cherry pick those episodes um you don't have to listen to those in order but the interviews that they do with people are great like James Burroughs went on there who did like Friends, Cheers, Taxi, Big Bang Theory, Will and Grace like it's fucking insane how many shows Mary Tyler Moore a little bit it's insane how much James Burroughs has done and how awesome he was on the show and how cool he seems and, you know, the, the guys have great banter, but sorry, I don't want to like plug that. But but anyway, so I feel like it's it's great to, to hear other actors gush either about other actors or gush about questions they have about other projects people have been on that they weren't included on. So it's been actually like a great interview tool for me to hear the questions that they ask. So I feel like going to Silver Scream, except for Eric Freeman, I kind of like I felt a little more confident asking questions because I was like, well, here's a great fucking podcast listen to because they're actors themselves so that's those the questions they ask each other are very interesting questions we want to know too but I wouldn't think to ask that but I yeah I'd want to know so anyway um so that was really cool all right and then the last one we're going to talk about I'm going to leave the rest the last one we're going to talk about is one I haven't seen in a bit but I feel like it leans very heavy on the comedy in the beginning and then gets very dark and that would be Peter Jackson's The Frighteners. Now, I feel like a lot of people forget that Peter Jackson loves horror and did a lot of horror before he did Lord of the Rings and everything. So, reminder, this came out before Lord of the Rings. And Jeffrey Combs, Michael J. Fox, D. Wallace, um, Jake Busey. God, I'm going off the top of my head. Who else is in this? There's way more famous people, but I'm going off of those right now. Oh, who was his wife? Oof. Michael J. Fox's wife. I can't think of her name, but she was, she's famous. Um, great movie, great special effects, great use of what they had. You know what I mean? Uh, I believe they filmed this in New Zealand because unfortunately 
I did hear the story of while filming this, D. Wallace's husband, Chris Stone, passed away. So, yeah, I've heard that story several times because of listening to FML Podcasts, which if you don't know, that's her and his daughter. Um, so I finally, D. I think, told the story and how awesome Peter Jackson and the cast was because she had to go home. I mean, they were all the way in New Zealand. So I think they did end up suspending, you know, filming and everything, but that was very terrible. But it's crazy because she does a great performance in that. But, you know, she was secretly, like, going through something terrible. So, anyway. But it's a great movie. Michael J. Fox, of course, does a great performance. And I believe this is one of his last movies. Don't quote me on that. This is obviously he did TV for a little bit. But I believe this is one of his last movies, or big movies at least. Um, I don't know what I... God, this was, this came out in like 99 or 98. I mean, this is a long time ago. Because he stopped doing Spin City, I think in like 2000, 2001, because that's when Charlie Sheen came in. And the only reason I know that is because I watched the episode of the Dark Side of the 2000s and they were talking about Charlie Sheen um, and everything. So that was... Because uh, they had said he replaced... I didn't realize he replaced Michael J. Fox on Spin City or whatever show he was on. Whatever, Yeah, I think it was Spin City. But anyway, so yeah, so Frighteners was great. Definitely, like I said, heavy, funny in the beginning. And, you know, if you watch Eli Ross' History of Horror, Jeffrey Combs talks about, you know, creating his character, you know, for this movie and how he went for like an Aryan, you know, kind of neo-Nazi look for it. And he's like, if you can't tell. And I was like, oh, yeah, I can fucking tell. So he just felt like that was a an appropriate look for him. And Peter Jackson was like, yeah, you do what you need to do. It was like funny how I guess he like imitated or emulated his response. It was pretty, you know, funny, playful, you know, not being rude. But yeah, I definitely think Frighteners is another example in a totally different way, you know, because it's pretty dark. You know, Frighteners deals with death and death coming for you. Whereas Cooties, not that the zombies aren't, you know death or excuse me zombies aren't scary but i feel like zombies are a little less realistic whereas death is gonna get all of us so i feel like the relation to frighteners even though it's ghosts and kind of funny and the ghosts that he has quote-unquote working for him or with him like it's it's a it's definitely worth checking out if you haven't seen it or if it's been a bit i'm kind of hoping um it'll get a nice steelbook or a nice 4k release or something with some bonus Um, especially with Michael J. Fox, uh, kind of coming out in public a little bit more as of late. Uh, he's done a few convention, uh, appearances. That's another cast I would love to meet would be Back to the Future. I would die. I would die. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, it was a really great movie that I, I feel like another one, like learning about how it came together definitely makes it even better. And I feel like that's, Something I think that, again, watch those special features or listen to the commentaries on movies and you'd be surprised at what you learn. And, you know, even from, you know, there's other podcasts that are coming out now where they're going like episode by episode of shows with the people from them. Like there's a Will and Grace one where Sean Hayes and Eric McCormick go episode by episode and talk about it and have a guest. And usually they were related to the show. And it's really great, you know, to talk about things and talk about what life was like at that moment also. Because it was 1998. So, I mean, it was just a different time and it was, that was really, yeah. So it's really cool to, to also, that's why the special features are great. Cause usually if they're old, it's even more of a trip, but even if it's newer, the reminiscing of everything is pretty fucking cool. So, so yeah. So, I mean, that was, yeah, just, we'll talk about those for now. And then part two, we'll talk about more and we'll talk, I'll try to talk about more that are, um, not as commonplace so I can you know, go a little bit deeper. I wanted to talk about a few that, you know, we kind of knew maybe some of you haven't seen final girls, but if you have, then you'll, you'll know why I picked it. Cause it is pretty funny and very tropey in the best ways of poking fun and honoring. You know what I mean? I, I definitely think they're worth checking out. So, you know, thanks again for joining me on this crazy podcast ride I'm going on. And again, if you are liking what you're hearing, I would appreciate If you could like and review the podcast, give me a nice review or just leave me a rating. I always appreciate that. The more I get of that, the better the podcast can reach people. So that's why I keep mentioning it because we want this podcast to get to other people. We want people to come and join the dark side. I'm just kidding. No, not that, but you know what I mean. Like horror, there's horror for everybody. 
again, also another smartless plug, Jordan Peele, I just listened to that episode. I think it's from 2022, but he actually like plugs the horror community a lot. So if you want to check that out, I recommend it. It was right before Nope came out. So he was totally talking about why and, you know, and how like he got into horror and whatever, but totally go check that out. And thanks for joining me along. And I can't wait to chat to you guys later. And as always, good night, kids. Thank you.